Hey there, Prayer Warriors. Mark here. It's just a, you know, just a delight to be with you today. And let's just open up with a quick word of prayer, and um, we'll just go to God. And Lord, we just give thanks for this day. We give thanks for these few minutes that, that prayer warriors can just gather around and just think about you and gather around your word, and hopefully just we learn something today. I certainly do every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, just going to God's word. Hey, we're in, in the book of Acts, and we're in chapter 16, and one of the great things about this is just a couple of things, you know, you read about prayer in the New Testament and the Gospels, and um, it's teaching, and it's teaching, and here in the book of Acts, it's doing. Um, it's absolutely amazing. They get to do prayer, and they're doing prayer in the early church, just as we ought to be doing prayer here in the current church, and, and we take a look back, you know, what are, what are we supposed to do? We go back to Acts 2.42. Um, and, and it's talking about the early church, and it says they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. That's us boys and girls, prayer warriors getting together, and the breaking of bread, that's taking communion and remembrance, um, and in prayer, and in prayer. So these are the, 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 the early church, and they're doing prayer. And then we got a couple of uh, things here to cover in the second half of chapter 16, and it's been exciting so far. Paul's gone out on his first missionary journey with Barnabas. He's come back. They've gone to Jerusalem. More prayer, um, more prayer even, and, and, and Paul now sets out, previously Saul. He sets out on his second missionary journey. He's up there kind of in that south western part of Turkey, um, Lystra and Derby. Uh, he's left Antioch down there in that southwestern part of, of Turkey. And he feels like he ought to go up into these other northern areas, but God is telling him, no. And then he, second time, no, you're not going there. And then a vision appears to Paul and it says, go to Macedonia. Well, Macedonia is not just hop in your Uber or hop in your, your car and, and, you know, drive to the other end of town. This is hundreds of kilometers away. And what they were able to do is they continued west to the port city of Troas, which is over by the old Greek city of Troy. And they hopped aboard a ship, went straight across to another um, island, Samothrace, which is currently in that southeastern part of Greece. And then they went up to uh, a little bit farther and went into Philippi. And that's the home of the Philippians that we're going to read about later. Um, and so now here they are in Philippi. And there's an amazing thing as we start reading there in, in Acts 16. We'll start there in um, 11. You know, they sailed to Troas and from there to Philippi. Um, and on the Sabbath day, we. So Luke is writing the book of Acts. He has not been present until now. And so here he is. They probably picked him up, you know, back there in the southwestern part of uh, Turkey someplace. And it's now Luke is part of the gang. So here's Paul with Timothy, Silas, Luke. I mean, these guys are just heroes. They are prayer warriors. Um, and we'll continue to read about them in Paul's letters. Um, and here in the book of Acts. So it's just absolutely amazing. And so what do they do? 
on their Sabbath day, which is traditionally a Saturday, but it's still their Sabbath. They're resting. They've been going around talking to people, and they, they go down to the river where the custom in that area was the Christians gather on the river for prayer there in Philippi. And what happens? Well, they sat down and spoke to a woman, or the women, so there's plural in there, who they met there. And it's, and it's, and it's interesting because this one um, woman named Lydia had heard of us, and she's evidently from Thyatira, which is back to the east, um, and she worshiped God. So here is a, a woman, the Lord opens her heart. She accepts Christ as her personal Savior. She heeds the things Paul spoke of. And then, and I don't know really what you know her role was, but she went back to her household and the whole family became Christians. That was absolutely amazing. So what, what is her role in that family? Number one, it says that she sewed, you know, uh, garments of purple, and she dealt in purple. And what is purple, you know, material? We go back to Proverbs 31, and if you ever have a chance to read Proverbs 31, it talks about an amazing woman in there who deals in material that's purple. And what does that mean? It's royalty. It's kingly. Um, it's something that is just absolutely... The, the, the kings and the rulers of that era, all the way through the New Testament, they wore purple. And so here's this woman of, she, you know, is probably selling this back into the marketplace or selling directly into the rulers. And she, she seems to be head of a household too, because it's referring to as her household. So it's kind of interesting what Lydia is doing. We'll pick up and see Lydia a little bit later in, in Acts as well. So she is this Proverbs 31 woman from the Old Testament. Um, just an amazing woman. And then it jumps forward just a little bit because it only talks about Lydia for a couple of verses here and jumps up to 16. Um, and, and it's pretty important now. Because then it, Luke is, is telling us, now it happened as we went to prayer. Once again, they were on the river bank praying with others. Lydia takes her to the household. Everybody's praying and, and just doing amazing things. So now they're back out in the marketplace. And now it has happened that we went to prayer. And so were they going back on the river bank? I don't know. But there's suddenly this woman who is a fortune teller, a young girl, um, and she's going out and, and making money, telling the fortunes of people. And at the same time, she's got some handlers over here. And, and the handlers will say, hey, go follow these people, read their fortunes, bring the money back. Um, you know, number one, she's being taken advantage of. Somebody else is making money off of her um, issues. Because the next verse says, you know, it says um, that she was possessed. She was demon-possessed, possessed by a spirit. And what is happening here is she's following a, Paul and the guys around, and she's crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. So... She is recognizing, or that demon in her, that spirit in her, is recognizing who Paul and Silas and Luke and Timothy are. 
They're men of God. They're prayer warriors. And you will see that as you start and continue and mature in your walk with God. So that's one of the concerns that I've got is, number one, she got roped into this somehow. She had opened up her life to this fortune telling. And I would ask each of us kind of not to go there. Don't open yourself to evil ways. I don't care whether it's Ouija boards or movies that we shouldn't be watching. Um, you know, it's probably just really is not a great idea. Instead, probably go to prayer. And, and what happens to this young woman is Paul turns around and he says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Well, that spirit came out of her. And so she is no longer a fortune teller. Now what happens? Well, the guys are a little ticked. Her handlers over here have suddenly lost their stream of income over here because of what Paul did. And so they're ticked at Paul and Silas. And so what do they do? They're out there yelling and screaming, and, and they're saying these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs that are not lawful to us, being Romans, to receive or observe. And so they're totally against what Paul and Silas are doing. So what do they do? Well, we're going to continue that next week. And what I do is want you to do is be like Paul and the guys there. They go out there on the Sabbath, and what do they pray? They're praying with others. They're meeting other people out there. They're truly evangelists as prayer warriors. And Paul, in fact, is calling out evil spirits from people. And I just pray this week that we can remain connected in prayer and in God's Word. And we'll see you next week.